0: Well, welcome to the latest podcast with me, Dr. Chris Keel. So today is going to be kind of a weird one because I don't have a generally ordinary topic. I thought I would go off on some bizarre tangents because, hey, you know, that's what I do. So a couple of things have developed in the last few weeks. It could have some pretty significant implications. Besides, we're all tired of talking about inflation and recession and COVID. And, you know, so we need something else to obsess about. One of the things that's been kind of sneaking up on the economy over the last several weeks or months has been transportation-related. We're looking at a series of potential strikes or labor actions that could really have an impact on the supply chain, which is going to have an impact on ASA members. One of the ones that's beginning to reach ahead is a potential strike on the rail side, and the freight rail unions have been in negotiations with the bigger railroads for about two years, and they've been totally stalled. There's been no progress whatsoever. They have tried mediation, they've been in fairly constant contact, but it's just not going anywhere. So, both sides are now trying to essentially get the government to come in and, and end it, to sort of come in and, and demand some kind of a settlement because it is actually illegal in the United States for the rail workers to go on strike. So if they do go on strike, then it triggers the government to intervene, and then a settlement is forced. So this is now looking very likely. Uh This puts Biden in a very uncomfortable position because he has made a big deal out of the fact that he's pro-union and wanted to be the most pro-union president we've had in years. He is going to be forced to intervene. And when that happens, then it becomes a matter of what does that negotiation turn into. The unions are in a much stronger position than they have been in years for obvious reasons. We have a big supply chain mess, and they know it, and the capacity is already strained. So expect this to be pretty uncomfortable. Um I don't think that you'll actually see a shutdown because, as I said, the strike itself is illegal, but you are going to see slowdowns and workers basically sort of trying to to gum up the system while these negotiations are taking place. So something to pay attention to. It's going to shove a lot more emphasis onto long-haul trucking, but that is a capacity issue in and of itself. We're still dealing with a situation where there are four or five loads for every truck on the road. Better than it was at the beginning of the year, we had something like 14 loads for every truck on the road. That has been reduced to a degree by the rapid expansion of the trucking industry. And I think I've talked about this at some of the webinars, but in the last year and a half, two years, we've seen 68,000 new trucking companies come into existence. These are very, very small. These are one truck, two truck, three truck operations. Traditionally, these companies don't stay in the business that long. They sort of come in while the money is good and then they bail when the money begins to get tight. They're also highly sensitive to diesel prices and the diesel prices obviously have gone up dramatically and that ends up driving some of these companies out of business. The threat to the shipper is simply that these companies are often not in business that long. I just recently completed a study for the Fabricators and Manufacturers Association. They do this quarterly report called the FFJSCR, Worst Acronym in History, uh, the Forming and Fabricating Job Shop Consumption Report. Just try to pronounce that one, the Uh So anyway... One of the things that we ask in that quarterly study is logistics costs, and I've (laughs) never seen this number this high 92.7 percent report that their logistics costs have gone up and that's not a surprise we're seeing a lot of increase when it comes to transportation so all of that is likely to get more complicated and worse and there's more there's also negotiations going on with the international longshore and warehouse union which could shut down or seriously affect the ports on the West Coast, East Coast, Gulf, any place where the ILWU is active. This is a traditionally nasty negotiation. The two sides are still talking. They are still insisting that there's some progress to be made. But again, the union is in a much stronger position than it has ever been, given the supply chain mess and the congestion at the ports and all the rest. So the shippers are not in a very good position, which either means that they're going to give in to the union more readily or that they're going to put their foot in the ground and not budge because they can't from a financial perspective. All of this adds up to an expensive supply chain, and the long-term kind of bigger issue is the impact that this has on inflation. I said we weren't going to talk about inflation, but here we are talking about inflation. It has been at the top of everybody's list. There's conversation about what the Fed will or will not do, will they raise rates a full point, blah, blah, blah. The challenge for the Fed and for every other central bank in the world is that the inflation that we're seeing isn't being driven by those traditional issues. It's not being driven by excess demand. It's not being driven by excess money supply. This is something that we can lay the blame on pretty squarely, fuel prices and the supply chain. So assuming that we get some relief on fuel prices, which is an awfully big assumption, the costs have come down just a bit in the last week or so because of market gyrations. But the supply chain thing just seems to get worse and worse. And if we end up with unions creating problems with the ports, if we end up with strikes that create government intervention on the freight rail, you suddenly have a really major bottleneck on this side of the of the Pacific rather than just China. We already know that we're seeing problems with transportation from those ports in China and elsewhere in Asia. Now it's going to be a problem here as well. So how's that for starting your weekend with something serious to worry about? You know, goodness knows, maybe next time I do a podcast, it's, you know, the imminent impact of an asteroid or, you know, an outbreak of, I don't know, 1950s television coming back. Who knows? So... Just something to keep in mind if you don't have some good contingency plans when it comes to your transportation needs, now's probably a good time to start talking about it. And I think the short-term response is going to be putting a lot more emphasis on the trucking side of things. You're even seeing companies get a lot more aggressive about kind of resuming control of their own transportation. You're seeing a lot more fleet development. That's tricky because it means investing in equipment, obviously, but it also means trying to find drivers, and that can be an issue in and of itself. So, anyway, another cheery podcast. Uh, we'll talk next week, and hopefully it'll be all rainbows and unicorns. Thanks for listening. Bye.